Wir gehen es Ihnen und was ist los? It's deinen Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Listen. Hello and welcome to NBC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFridis, and we've been gone for a long time, and I'm super happy to be back. I'm sorry we were gone for two whole weeks. Hopefully this episode might make up to it, make up for it. We're going to be looking at 2020 as a whole in the future. And today I'm joined by Brian Altano. Hello. Happy Tom New Tom Marks. Hello. And Per Schneider. Who are you people? I know, right? It's like <laughs> I, Bri I don't even recognize Is that French? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, I took French in middle school, you and did? they gave everyone French names. <laughs> they just called me Bruno. Bruce, Bruno? Yeah. Right. Was Bruno. Hi, Brian. Yeah. Casey was allergic bomb. to that joke. Yeah. <laughs> As were we all, but at varying levels. But it's fine. It's fine now. I thought it was a good... It wasn't a good joke, Brian. I'm sorry. No. But hey, welcome back. <laughs> How was everyone's holiday? I thought it was going to be something funny like brioche or something. Okay, right. let it go, Fun. everyone. Can we talk about Nintendo now? Oh, this... Ah, it's a Nintendo show. God, you guys are rough. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get to looking at the future, let's talk about some really small news. Um, maybe not. Who knows? This episode is coming out after the maybe small or not small news, and it's a Pokemon Direct. Hmm. And... I am rusty using these buttons, but I got it. There's a Pokemon Direct that's going to be 20 minutes. It's actually the longest Pokemon Direct ever by what? at least, a, yeah. Which the is, longest ever? Yeah. It's usually, I think the longest before this was like 16 minutes. I could be wrong, but it was some something between 15 and 19, and that's not 20, but, that, which makes this the longest. But the game is out. What could there be to uh, talk about? So, historically, they release like Pokemon Bank and... Uh, compatibility with Pokemon Bank the January after the games in the fall come out. So I'm assuming they're going to be talking about Pokemon Home, which will be the app that replaces Pokemon Bank, which lets you store your Pokemon and then transfer your old Pokemon into the new game. So you can get Pokemon like from Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Go into Pokemon Home and then bring them over to Pokemon Sword and Shield from there. And will they change their mind and like be working on the national decks now? Probably not. That's just wishful thinking. Who knows? We might get a few Pokemon that aren't in... Uh, the Sword and Shield National Dex as it is right now, but mm-hmm. we don't know. And it'll probably be event-only Pokemon. Like, maybe we'll be getting uh, Melton and Melmetal, maybe a couple of Legendaries. These are all, I'm just guessing. I have no idea. But that Direct happened this morning, if you're watching on June 9th, which is a Thursday. So look on IGN.com for all of the information about that. I know that we will have a very expen- uh, expansive wiki page on Pokemon Home and how all of that works, assuming that's what it is about. But I'm assuming we might also get a teaser for something else like Detective Pikachu for Switch, um, which they announced last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Sleep or maybe a new Let's Go game. Hopefully there'll Ooh. be a Magic Carp jumping minigame yeah. reveal too. Yes. I That was a fun mobile game and it was fine while it lasted. But hey, you already know the, no, the news and we don't. I like Nintendogs game that just has the Pokemon that you can hang out with and pet. I would love oh. that. Why haven't they done that? They kind of did that with like Hey You Pikachu way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I loved Hey You Pikachu. That didn't work though. It worked. I mean, fine. it didn't do it. Like I, I believe the microphone didn't have any technology inside. <laughs> you were just like <laughs> talking to it. He's like Pika Pika. You're like it hurt no, me. No, it, it yeah. totally, oh, it totally You would, yeah. you would say profanity in the microphone, and, and Pikachu would get mad. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you curse would for- do that. I didn't curse at my. Yeah, I, I cursed at my Pikachu because I wanted to see it get mad and use Thunderbolt inside of the house because that's a mm. fun thing to watch that I would never <laughs> want to happen in real actual life. Um, but yeah, hey, you Placebo. Pikachu, making Pikachu mad by cursing at it. Um, also, speaking of Pokemon, there is a little bit of other news. Uh, just so you know, if you have Sword and Shield, it's coming up to the end of some certain events. Some will end on January 15th, so this is your last chance at getting Gigantamax Butterfree. What? That's th- That sounds like a candy bar. Uh, Gigantamax Butterfree, where there's no butter and all the max calories. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. No butter and max calories? That sounds terrible. Why would you ever want to do that to yourself? But um, these this event is just... Uh, increasing the chances for these particular Gigantamax Pokemon to show up in max raid battles if you have Nintendo 
switch online services. So Gigantamax Butterfree, and then if you had Pokemon Shield, Corviknight, and if you have Pokemon Sword, it's Dreadnought. Um, this is also your last chance to redeem your mystery uh, mystery gift for Gigantamax Meowth. You don't need Nintendo Switch Online subscription for this. You just have to connect to the internet and accept a mystery gift via the internet. And then there are also mystery gift codes for various Pokeballs, which you can find on our wiki page called Mystery Gift Codes List on IGN Sword and Shield Pokemon Wiki. I think this, my favorite this, thing about Pokemon is how much I completely understand all of it. <laughs> this was like a timeshare commercial. Um, this is something that, like, this I'm is glad you're back, Casey. We <laughs> couldn't so do this without sorry. you. But this isn't like a unique to Pokemon thing either, because Borderlands Two, and I think Borderlands Three is doing a lot of this too with their shift code. Yeah, no. Borderlands expire. Two is doing this, and. It kind of drives me crazy when games do this, when they're like, here's all this cool exclusive stuff that we could just give you, but instead find the codes. But it was and, fun and too. Like, them and I, I, Borderlands 2, I, I definitely ch- chased the shift codes around. And yeah, I, I'm, I I'm did not, as well. To get a little I'm not present. saying it's, I'm not complaining yeah. about free yeah. stuff from devs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny that they like essentially demand engagement yeah. in order to get that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, Having like a Safeway or like a grocery store club card that gives you like ten percent off of stuff, it's mm-hmm. like just give me the discount. Like why do mm-hmm. I why do I need my name? Yeah, I mean, uh, Pokemon has a history of having like Safeway club card exclusive Pokemon too. So it's like, yeah, they used yeah. to make you go into stores and for events and you know what, Brian? There's an app for that now that will tell you when there is an event nearby that you can go to to pick up your new exclusive event Pokemon, this like really Mewtwo is. at Target. This really is a timeshare commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making Brian sad. I'm what sorry. else you got, Casey? What else? <laughs> so, hey, did you know there is another rumor for, you guess it, the Nintendo Switch Pro? Oh, <laughs> <done>. yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, this time, there's a Taiwanese electronics newspaper called DigiTimes reported that Nintendo will start production on an updated Switch soon with a release for mid 2020 mm-hmm. is this correct I'm who so knows sorry. but there's a lot of websites covering it now so i figured can, we would cover it can too. i do my can i do my dad speech do it yeah there is looking at nintendo's past there's absolutely an upgraded model for the nintendo switch coming out we knew that the moment the first one shipped and we've obviously seen the kind of downscaled upgraded model already and so it is absolutely uh, in the cards that there'll be a Switch Pro. Everything you've heard so far about what it will be is just speculation. And you have to watch out because rumors sometimes have this habit, especially in the tech industry, of being repeated. And so it's possible that this newspaper, this Taiwanese electronics newspaper, is citing something that the Wall Street Journal Japan <laughs> reported a year ago. And it's just kind of like re- like the news regurgitates and renews itself. Yeah. Well, and that was that was also... You know, like you said, rumors snowball in weird ways Mm -hmm. where a small, true nugget of something gets turned into a bunch of other things through assumptions. Like people were saying there was going to be a Switch Pro out by last summer. And then what we actually got was that slight improvement Mm -hmm. uh, to the base Switch model with the longer battery life. Mm -hmm. And that could have been the Switch Pro that analysts or inside industry people heard oh there's a new version of the switch coming and then that turned into an upgraded version of the switch that turned into a switch pro and then that got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah like it, it, i'm i'm 
when the Switch Lite came out, I was like, we're finally done with Switch model rumors. I felt we the can same rest exact way. Easy. No. And now this rumor comes up, and I'm like, I'm, I just want to go to bed. I we were I'm like done. three days in a year, into the year, and they're like, guess what we're doing it again, starting that factory back up. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes a company will plan ahead or hold something, right, and right. delay it, and it'll sit around, and it was done for a while. The Switch Pro rumors, at the time they came out, there was such specificity around what it will do and what chipsets it will use. Uh-huh. You could tell it was bull, because like the Switch was doing really well in the marketplace it didn't make sense to upgrade the system at that point in time it was selling well and any upgrade would mean less money for nintendo right um and so whatever the rumors were it it will happen that in the end it will do 4k but it didn't do it last year right Mm -hmm. and like the 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 chipset that was rumored will absolutely be different by the time that it comes out because technology progresses chipsets change and get cheaper and so we'll see what it'll be hopefully it'll be a sizable upgrade where we get games running smoother and at higher resolutions and hopefully the screen will be nicer yeah the the reality is is that we are getting two brand new very expensive next-gen consoles presumably this year in november and so nintendo will have to counter with something. Yeah. Whether that is Breath of the Wild 2, whether that is more Pokemon, whether that is a price drop in a bundle, yeah. whether that's a, a brand new revision, even just like, I don't know, make a Zelda Switch Lite, something. They have yeah. to do something. The, I think the interesting question around this topic is, would they release a upgraded Switch system against the other two consoles like my take on that is that's not something nintendo does because that's like a that's like a cold war kind of escalation of weaponry kind of setup where it's like there's no way you will visually beat the other two consoles or have a version of a third-party title available on the system that will compare favorably to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, right? There's no way. Right. Like We're talking about a smaller device that is also going to be cheaper. And so for me, that sounds like if they do an upgrade, they'll do something by the end of summer that mm-hmm. is a step up, a pro edition that does something better, or they'll do something you know, the following year. I'm yeah, thinking uh, something like, the, like the, how the new 3DS was. It was yep. definitely an upgrade. It could definitely run games that the old 3DS couldn't, but it wasn't a brand new piece of hardware. And that was, right. a, from a consumer perspective, that was a failure when it came to a ha- hardware power, right? It's not like suddenly developers were inspired to create games specifically for the new 3DS. Absolutely. Like, if you look at Nintendo's history of upgrades, that was probably the least supported console from like a graphics hardware processing mm-hmm. power. There was like a handful, the ti- smallest, tiny handful, like an. I don't fewer know. than 64 dd game yeah right <laughs> it's a i don't know what animals have the yeah. fewest hand it's like a simpsons handful yeah. of how many games that were actually exclusive to that platform that yep. ran specifically with that power um i do think they they will do something to sort of nudge the general public mm-hmm. to be like hey we're still here of course we have this kick-ass system yeah. it's portable it's different than what the other guys are doing we're diagonally moving in a different direction from where they are also we have this gigantic library of games even like a player's choice lineup refresh or something like that that could sort of like get back in the eyes of the general public. We saw that one of the biggest news stories this week was that PlayStation announced the logo for the PS5. And everyone here scoffed, justifiably so, because we're like, of course, it's the same fonts as, as the PS4. It's it's the most Revolutionary, liked, Brian. Yeah, exactly. It is the most liked uh, photograph from a, from a video game company in Instagram history. And you're like, wait, why? Because the general public who isn't, you know, 
cued in on all of this stuff every single day goes oh they're making a they're making a new playstation great yeah i love the last one so i'll get the new one so i think that like that you have to swing big this fall Mm -hmm. and do something to sort of get the mainstream refreshed and reminded that the nintendo switch is this awesome thing and it's got this huge library of games they're not splintering ecosystems like the new consoles might might do eventually um it's going to be getting new games you know conceivably for the next few years so but if you look at nintendo history like an, a graphical hardware arms race thing is not something no. they traditionally no. do. No. They're way more clever than that. Well, right? you're right, but traditionally they didn't really rely on third-party support in mm. any meaningful ca- capacity, and that's actually mm. changed this generation a lot. Yeah. And so I think that like we've gotten a couple of like big games have made their way onto Switch through Black Magic. Yeah. Somehow they were able to run on your portable screen. Mm-hmm. You can play them on an airplane or a train or whatever. That's going to vanish pretty quickly once the next wave of next-gen games start coming out, and it just that, that spread gets too wide you know it's going to be this grand canyon divide between the graphical power in, in these systems so I, I do think it's in their interest to keep that momentum going with third-party parity and do something that can keep those there i don't think you'll see cyberpunk there or you know gta 6 but i do think that like stuff like the Wolfensteins and the dooms like mm-hmm. I, I want there to be room for stuff like that to keep appearing on switch even if it's it, you know, blurry and the frame rates worse <laughs> whatever it is just having the option is super cool it would be yeah. so sad <laughs> It's you know I think it's I think it's a good option to have for Nintendo fans. So maybe we will be expecting a Switch Pro this year. Hopefully, I think from what I've heard from you guys, it's it's to be expected. To me, maybe. to me, having a rumor that there's gonna be a Switch Pro at some point is like saying, "Hey guys, <laughs> I heard a rumor that sometime in the March or April window there's gonna be a Nintendo Direct, and then in the May and June window there's gonna be another Nintendo." Direct. Yeah, no and maybe way. Two after that, there's gonna be. It's like yeah, or that the next PlayStation will be the PlayStation Five. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. probably going to happen. But it's just a matter of it's probably Xbox happen. Series X, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. But we do know some of what to expect this year, including at least 15 games. And I assume there's going to be a lot more. Recently, there was a list of brand new Nintendo Switch SKUs. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was kind of ridiculous because i'm still 200 miles away from boston but whatever had i had nordvpn that wouldn't have been a problem i would have just gone in changed my settings to another geographic area and boom i could have been watching all the boston bruins home games like it was nothing at all So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices 
in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um, unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Scoose? S-K-U-S? Games. Games. Like an Italian grandma. Game serial codes for inventory tracking for GameStop. And they also there's also some rumors about at least three more Wii U ports coming. Who knows? But we do know that Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Fire Emblem Encore is coming out on January 17th. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the first game of this year that we think is big and is coming out soon. And as we go through this list of do games... Do think it's big? I, I'm excited of, for it. Like, uh, In terms of what we have dates for, especially at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. the Switch, it's, it's, it's up there. Especially it's for all of those new Fire Emblem fans we got yeah. from Fire Emblem yep. Three Houses. Okay. So, but as I go through this list and we talk about these games, I want to get everyone's score on a score from one to ten to how excited you are to play this game. One to ten, Brian Altano faces. Yeah, one to ten, Brian Altano okay. faces. Okay, we that. Um, used that as a yeah, we did. But yep. this year, it's got to be on IGN's brand new review score oh, table. Scale. So no point fives, no yeah. points, just okay. solid numbers on the new points. Thank you, because I don't want to see a half of my face. <laughs> I mean, that's right. I, no, I think only, it sounds entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Altano's a whole thing. That's yeah, right. Thank a you. Whole, whole Brian Altano's here only. Brian Altano, <laughs> comma, whole thing, TM. So Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, FE Encore is a re-release of a Wii U game. Um, it's a 2016 port with a whole bunch of new extra content and some costumes from our new favorite Fire Emblem characters from Three Houses with some more, all the DLC already baked in, extras, more songs, and a whole bunch more. And I haven't been able to play it yet, but I am very excited to, and I think this is going to be a sleeper hit for me this year. Mm-hmm. I would say in terms of my excitement, I would give this zero out of 10. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. This is this is this like perfect somewhere a little Goldfarb falls over and dies. <laughs> That's okay. There's more more games for him then. Yeah. Um yeah, I I have absolutely no interest in this game whatsoever. Seven 
for me because I didn't get to spend that much time with it when it first came out. And, uh, you know, I love Fire Emblem. I love Persona, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just came out at an inopportune time for me to play it. And there was just something where I just didn't didn't want to play it at the time. And uh, so it fills a gap right now, but only a seven because it's a, it's a, a port and not something new. I'm an eight excitement because I never played the original. And I'm very excited that people are happy it's coming. But I'm an eight in theory, and probably in practice, I'm more like a six because, like, I'm probably not actually going to find the time to right. play it immediately. But it is, it is like on the bow tie scale. I feel like you'll love it once you start playing it. This scale. Well, I do. I, I've heard incredible things. Andrew Goldfarb. It's Andrew Goldfarb now at Sucker Punch, who used to be our news editor. Uh, he was saying this is like one of his favorite RPG combat systems yep. ever. So I'm excited to see okay. what all the fuss is about. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I, I also love Fire Emblem. I also love Persona. I also didn't get to play it in 2016. 2016 was my desert year of video games. I did not play much except for Pokemon Final Fantasy 14. So <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I'm excited. I'm an 8 out of 10, and I will probably remain an 8 out of 10 because it seems like my kind of game. Fine, I'll give it a 1. It's okay, okay. but it's zero. You don't have to change. Technically, technically the IGN score scale, scale does no. not have zero. Okay, okay. so, okay. so it, it has to be a one. We yeah. gave Olympic hockey a zero right. on the N64. Nagano 98? We're being <laughs> bastards. Mm. Yeah, because it was just a reskin of Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And uh, we felt it was so lazy they were being predatory. So we said, we'll give this game a new review when they make a new game. And, they oh. and then we wow. gave uh, Spinal Tap, the movie, an 11. Really? Yep. It's that's in amazing. the system. It's a hack to our review system. Oh, that's amazing. If you, if you look at the scores, it says 11. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's brilliant. Anyway. This is before Dan Stapleton. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Don't tell him. <laughs> it's well, still in there. Isn't it? Luckily, he probably doesn't watch the show. Yeah. So we're safe. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell him. Uh, next is Darksiders Genesis coming out on February 14th. It is also a port of a game that came out last year, and it originally scored for 8.7. Um Tom, have you played this game? No, not I'm yet. I'm sorry. I just look at you and just like, hey, I assume you've played this. Uh, I have it on PC uh, because it is coming to consoles this February, but it was already out on PC. And I've heard very good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to. It's just it, it's it's not classic dark side. So it's no, not, it's, it is it's a not RPG. Like. It's almost like Diablo. Yeah. Diablo more. Not without, yeah. without oh, yeah, the, yeah. the same loot system or anything yeah. like that. It's not the replayability and like kind of mindlessness of Diablo. And I say that with love for Diablo. Yeah. Um, but it is. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to try this like. co-op. It's it's very. It the Switch is a surprisingly successful platform for games like this. These yeah. top down. With friends, uh, hack and slashy games, I wasn't maybe expecting for not any kind of like real reason the Switch to be such a popular place for these, but I, it seems mm-hmm. like it'll be no, it's a it, great port's good. It'll couch co op system. I, I played a ton, of, a ton of Diablo and Nine Parchments on Switch, yeah, uh, right, like in co op, and it's it's a blast. Uh, I was tracking this one, I was I forgot that it was coming to Switch so soon, so that makes me very happy. I'll give this uh, eight out of ten, it's seven on my hype scale, seven Brian Altano, it's about six on mine. I don't know, I'm like a six or seven too, but I'll Because you already played it. It's probably even lower because I, ha- I have it on PC and have yep. not touched yep. it yet. So yeah. it's probably like, I'm way overscoring that one. Yep. Yeah. I will probably not play it unless I get it for extremely cheap. Because mm-hmm. I have Diablo 3 and I never finished it. Oh. So <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's got a lot of stuff in it. And I, probably the biggest game coming out this year that we no. actually has a concrete 
release date. Animal Crossing New Horizons um, out on March 20th. It's 11. delayed from last year. <laughs> oh, 11 at I'm doing it again. Wow. Yeah. Really? I cannot possibly be more excited for Animal Crossing. That's so weird. So I mean, I'm I'm more cautious. I'm I'm at a, an a, at an 8 because I fear that it is going to be so similar to the last one that after a while I'll be like, ah, I'm going to collect so the freaking long. pink furniture again." The thing is it's been so long since the last okay. one that I want to get all that pink furniture right. again. I want to get the modern the modern furniture, so, the, the So 11 to 8 just oh, to get I'm the 10. numbers out. Straight up. I'm so excited. I think I'm in a, I'm a 9. Okay. So I'm the most skeptical. Wouldn't it be yeah. wild if the only two things IGN has ever given an 11 were Spinal Tap and Animal Crossing? <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be very yeah. strange. You know, I, I changed my, I'm back down to an 8. Oh, yeah. wow. What, is happened? what happened? Look, I'm... 10. I'm, I'm going to 12. <laughs> Bounce. <laughs> the average is maintained. <laughs> Everybody calm down. Um, <laughs> I've always really loved Animal Crossing, but I don't see myself getting as sucked into it as I did with the DS versions. How come? I don't i guess i just have other games that i play consistently already can i counter that argument yeah you will get sucked into it because you will be surrounded by people who will not shut up about it you're right me and i will walk to your desk multiple times a day and i'll be like do you have pineapples and you'll be like i don't know what you're talking about and i'll be like i'm not leaving until you give me a pineapple (laughs) and you'll open up your switch and you'll get into it and you'll start playing and i'm like that sounds annoying that's gonna make me more hyped that you're gonna like and then, beg us for pineapple. No, this is a very food? communal game. Like the more people who are around you who are playing it, the more he's, your friends that are playing right. it, the more it really clicks. Also, he'll only need to ask for pineapples once, and then he can grow his own pineapples. I know, but give him a pineapple, and he'll plant a pineapple yeah. tree, and I, I, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> From what I've seen of the game, it looks cute. I hope there's enough innovation that there's interest in the 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 um, the dialogue with the animals because that was. I've played every single game in the series, and that's kind of where I'm a little tired. That mm. I I understand the, I can see the machine, I can see the matrix, I can see how it works and how the dialogue will go, and I'm worried that it's going to be a return to that, and I'm kind of bored by that. But I, I just hope we can we can time travel. But like, if there's a little bit more to it, and if they expand it, you know what you can do in the game, or you know like the like growing things, I'm you know I'm I love that sort of gameplay loop. I don't care about growing flowers and stuff like that. I want to. I want to get furniture. I want to like, hit the villagers in the head with like the net. The customization of the town stuff. Like I made like fancy pathways and. Yeah. Oh, I like all that. Yeah, yeah, I like making textures and patterns. Yep. And exactly. I think I, the last time I played Animal Crossing, I'm also just notoriously terrible at interior design. So maybe I'm just intimidated it's by having to <laughs> by having to impress all of my coworkers. <laughs> It's not. Is it? I don't. Maybe I there don't is know. that element of Florida it that they added in the 3DS version where kitschy. you could go into that like yeah. weird house matrix and look at all of your friends' yeah. t- uh, homes. I love that stuff. And then Small like thing. yeah, and then buy stuff that you saw. It was that very like jealous neighbor thing. Uh-huh. You'd be like, you got that stereo system. Yeah. I want that stereo system. And you'd yeah. walk in and you'd be like, I'm gonna buy that stereo system. And then you would leave. That was great. I love Animal Crossing. It's so good, you guys. I'm gonna make sure okay. that I have 13 out of 10 in my house before I invite you. What? I'm going to have cockroaches in my house before <gasps> I invite you. We gotta, I can't yeah. zoo. You, I won't be able to see your cockroaches. Oh, that's right. Yeah. we got to stop yeah. talking about Animal Crossing or else our score system is going to get unreasonably high as Brian keeps adding one. <laughs> 14 right. out of 10. See? Okay. Uh, Doom 64 is coming on March 20th. Uh, 64 out of 10. Brian, Back. you're going outside of our new IGN rating system. I'm sorry. I don't review things. I don't understand how this works. <laughs> I'll start. Five out of 10. 
It's a good version of Doom. I reviewed this for IGN. When I was just going to make the joke. Did you review this for IGN? But of course so you did. He gave it's it a actually, 7.4 out of 10. I, I like it, but I know... like, Look, when you go back and play these games, this is a game where you couldn't look up and down. It's a very competent version of Doom that actually departs in many ways. It's very colorful. It's got like a super weird soundtrack. But I know after a while I'll be like, okay... I remember this, and there's not enough variety for me to stick with it. That's why right. I'm, like, I'm curious to look at it running on the Switch. Mm. We'll see. We'll see how that is. What do you guys think? It's been uh, a really long time since I played this game, so I'm so definitely going to... Yeah, I'm going to do that thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, I have fond memories of this, and then I spend the 20 bucks on it or whatever and realize that uh, it's not very fun. Okay. But I, I'll, say, I'll say a six. Okay. If I can't, if I may, real quick, I'm not. I'm not excited about this at all. I don't care about it, <laughs> literally at all. I'm more excited for Doom Eternal. Bow ties. Uh, the 1997 review okay. by Per Schneider of up. Doom 64 is kind of great for this one section where he goes. Does it have a rhyme? Uh, I don't think so. No. It says the most o- shortcomings, which are broken out in their own section back mm. in 1997. We were very robotic. With the us. most obvious problem with Doom 64 is that we've seen it all before. Maybe <laughs> not in this quality, but the gameplay and concept are hardly impressive anymore. While playing, I yearned for the freedom that Turok or Mario 64 offered. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, if you felt like that then. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What, what do you think 40 years would add to that? <laughs> yeah. I but it love- was true. It was even a, it was a relic back then because games had already let you look up and down, mm-hmm. right? And, and like th- this shipped without multiplayer too. Like yeah. it didn't it didn't have multiplayer, and, and they know. didn't even patch it in afterwards because they we, literally couldn't. We were going nuts with like multiplayer. Well, yeah. Tom, so yours is a one. No, yeah, I don't care at all. I, I think it's cool. One that it's happening, well? but I no, don't it was have five any interest. Five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a two. Okay. I've never played Doom 64, but it doesn't sound like it is good. I think you're still going to be playing Animal Crossing by then anyway. So. <laughs> like that's right. Doom or Animal Crossing, those are your choices for March. you got to pick one. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They launch on the same day. And uh, next we're getting Trials of Mana on April 24th. Ooh. Like a whole month of cool. month gap. Jared Petty. Ooh, ooh. Uh, nine nine <laughs> for ooh. me on the anticipation scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Seiken Densetsu 3. That's this game. Um, on the Super Famicom, I have that the original we, cartridge. The U.S. never got. We never got that version, uh, but obviously there's the collection that mm-hmm. translated it finally. Uh, Secret of Mana, which is number two in Japan, was an amazing game, and they're redoing this, and I'm really curious to see how it turns out. There is, even though I'm saying nine, I am worried about the art style. Sometimes when things get remade, they just don't look right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that could happen here. But like, I think it's really cool that they're actually doing a 3D remake of this forgotten game. Yeah. I'm going to give this a seven because I'm totally interested in it. But I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic like Paris kind of alluding to over there. I'm going to give this a seven out of ten as well. I'm going like five. Damn. Not that, again, this is all personal opinion, yeah, personal right? Personal opinion. Like, this is not, again, somebody called me up for saying this, but this is not me trying to yuck anyone's yum, which is, again, one of my favorite <laughs> phrases that apparently people hadn't heard before. It's, well, I don't know, whenever you say that, if you're, yeah, you're hyped for any of these, that's awesome. It's just this one is not really one. Whenever you say yuck of. someone's yum, I just imagine someone like spitting in my cereal yeah, or something. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> not trying yucked. to do. Or like I'm eating something that I love and you throw up in my mouth. <laughs> what the? Yeah. That's what I hear. What an escalation. That's the thing I am avoiding. Well, I'm so glad you're back. So the imagery is right. (laughs) So we're not doing that. Yeah. So um, also coming out in April, but not a specific date, is Minecraft Dungeons, which is a dungeon crawler version of Minecraft. I know Miranda Sanchez has played it 
played some demo versions last year at E3 and she was optimistic about it. Um, I'm definitely curious. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 for me. Mm. I'm at 7 for the multiplayer aspect. I like the four-player kind of mysterious dungeon crawling. It's got some Diablo elements Mm -hmm. there, too. And I I think Minecraft is just a fantastic game. Right. It's just like, you know, it's been like 420 years since we first (laughs) built little castles with our friends in it. And so there is, I'm a little tired of the look and the setup, but I I think this could be good. So 7. I I think... Minecraft is a fantastic game. I think that like every other game that uses Minecraft to not be Minecraft doesn't mm. ever really click with me. Okay. Um, like story mode. Yeah. All that stuff. It, it's just not really what I'm looking for in it. That said, I do love dungeon crawlers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm hopeful for this one. So I'll give this one a six. I think I'm like a five or a six on this one too. If you hate everything, no, it'll just I, it's not it, the Tom I it'll know. It'll have to impress me, basically. Mm-hmm. If, it, okay. if people say it's good, I'll go and try it. But I'm not going to go out of my way for this one we'll, unless I hear good things. So we'll we'll yes. see with the next one whether the old Tom can yeah. come back to us. I'm, or not. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm with Pear. the The co op of with this game is what is making me most interested with it because mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends love Minecraft and will want to play this. Yeah. So and weirdly. That's the last major Switch game that we know of that has even a release month, month. in 2020. Everything else is TBD yeah. 2020, mid 2020. Yeah. Uh, that, all the major stuff that we know mm-hmm. of. Is. Yes. Say the next one. The next one is Sports Story. 10. Whoa. Wow. Mid 2020. I really want to play this. <laughs> this looks so great. Like, it's not a 10, like a. I want to play the next Mario or Zelda game 10, but it's yeah. like, I feel like this was such a fresh RPG. And it, I talked about this, it reminded me of the kind of classic uh, JRPGs like Legend of the River King, uh, Kawa no Nushitsuri. And uh, like where they mix role playing game with something different, like fishing mm-hmm. or sports. And like this, it, if, it could fix some of the issues of the first one where kind of like the golf and the, especially the disc golf stuff got a little old by having variety in it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a nine for this one too. I'm, okay. I'm very much looking forward to it for exactly the same reasons Pear said it. It it was a a great great game that just got old, and this game basically looks like, hey, it's going to be the same thing, but we're not going to let it get old. There's going to mm-hmm. be a ton of different stuff you can do now, and that's a yeah. I'm I'm very excited for this. I'm going to say seven because I think it's going to be really fun, but I also think some of the sports will not be good because that's what happens with every game that has a lot of sports in it. Oh, definitely. Yep. That's, I, I mean, I that's the predict. problem with American sports, too, is that some of your sports are no good. I, Which I, sport do you think is going to be bad? Close to football. Soccer. You, don't, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm so, it's wasted. <laughs> I can't even troll Brian. If <laughs> I cared, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be like out, out yeah. cheering. I would have face paint on. Yeah, we have some people in the office who, who care about sports. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you I had to them, guess. I told them to pack up their desks. Which is the dud sport? Volleyball. You that's probably volleyball. Yeah. yeah. I think be. the baseball is going to be boring. Really? I think baseball is almost always boring. I feel like in video games. What? Really? Yeah, volleyball. Video fun. game baseball. Haven't is you played Dead or Alive Beach volleyball? Place. It's a fun video game game. Sports. No, I've actually never played those games. <laughs> Plus, really? you control every person in in baseball and sports. Story. You're only going to control one dude. So, what do you just like? It's a like home run derby. Remember, like Wii Sports baseball. Oh, that was maybe. A blast. Okay. It'll okay. be fun. Okay. 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 I think it'll be fun. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to bring this average down and give it a five out of ten. Sorry, oh. guys. Ooh. Huh? I didn't play the first one. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. I should you give it a shot. You didn't play the first one? I didn't. I didn't play Golf Story. It's not, it's not a Casey-like. Yeah. But it's... Um, it's it didn't sound game. like it. Mm-hmm. It didn't it's sound like play it. the first half. Yeah. Okay. And then stop. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll see. <laughs> uh, next, we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which Ooh. is um, TBD 2020. And it includes plots and games for all nine Star Wars movies. 
Are, are you interested, Brian? Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I will say nine, nine out of ten. Okay. Um, Ooh, I've I have Lego game fatigue. Really? Yeah. It's been. Well, what was the last one you like? Really, really like sunk your teeth into? What was the last one that came out? The Lego. I played games? all the like Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, whatever Star Wars. I hundred percented Jurassic World. Jurassic oh. World. I yeah. played that. I, did I don't not. know what I was going like, through at the time. I, <laughs> I I love. I'm a huge Lego fan. I have lots of sets. I have tens of thousands of Lego pieces in my house that I step on with my bare feet. Um, but I got just a little bit bit bored by the general setup and the looseness of the feel of the platforming and the puzzle solving and stuff. So my thing is that every the Marvel Le- stuff we played. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every Lego video game. The the whole thing is that like you can play through as a little kid or as an adult and just like mm-hmm. kind of beat all the levels, get the story, blah blah blah. But if you go back and hundred percent of them, you start unlocking all these characters. And for some worlds, that's great. Um, like you know, Marvel, you get to unlock mm-hmm. all these crazy. And then you play like something like Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're like, oh, I got. Oh yeah, this, I played that too. Yeah, I got like this Pirate weird guy. slug man, or like yeah, yeah, Pirate number sixty. It's clam like, face. Yeah, in Jur- in Jurassic World, you start unlocking like random employees that were in the back of one shot of the second film. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know who that is. But Star Wars, I love everyone <sighs> in Star Wars. I want all those characters. I want Ponda Baba yeah. and Salacious Crumb and Bib Fortuna and all those right. Jabba the Hutt. So I'm a seven for the game, but six for the Switch version because I'm not going to play that one. I'm going to play the nicer looking. <laughs> what? I'm going to play it on Switch and 100 really? on the go. Yeah. It's always like the Lego games always run a little choppy. And Really? Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy is like one of my favorite Star yep. Wars games ever made. Straight up. It's so good. Even so. the vehicle stuff? I'm going to give this a, a five out of ten. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. You're still going to be playing Animal Crossing anyway, so it's totally <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm still going to be playing Animal Crossing <laughs> and uh, um, Tokyo Mara Sessions, and maybe even Fire Emblem. My third playthrough, Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> wow. I, I haven't even finished the first playthrough, so that's oh, why I will what? still be on my third. I know. I'm on chapter seventeen. What about you, Tom? This one's like a six for me. I have nothing but love for this, the Lego games, the Lego series. I think that they exceed all expectations mm-hmm. of what they kind of like you'd assume they are in terms of quality. Um, but just it's a busy year, man. And yeah. it's going to I just don't know if I'm going to have time for it. That's why I'm just excited to see the new trilogy as told through one cohesive vision for the first time. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> In Legos. Wow. <laughs> Maybe they'll make fun of yeah. that. That's fine. I hope so. Yeah. I liked it when they didn't speak. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope there's actually an option to just not let them talk. Yeah. When they're just like. <laughs> no talking aloud for Legos because that's creepy. Yeah. I don't want to hear like Harrison Ford as a Excuse Lego. Excuse me. The plural is legal. Lego? Mm-hmm. Really? Actually. Actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. I can leave now. No. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> stick around. I'll stick around for a little bit. For No More Heroes 3, also TBD 2020. Yeah, I have a theory that this game will not launch this year. It feels super mm. early. Yeah. Um, that said, I love what Suda does. Um, I actually really uh, love the last uh, Travis Strikes Again game that came to Switch. Um, Do you love that? Yeah, it was fun. Never met anybody who loved that. It was like, it was totally like a, I, I like, I went in knowing exactly okay. this is going to be like a seven out of 10 kind of <laughs> like bare bones, arcadey style beat em up. And it, it was, it was what I was looking for. I think that most people's reaction was that it wasn't a full game. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, 
that said, like the No More Hero games are awesome. They're just like sort of a weird product of their time. And Suda's sort of having these great ambitions to bite off more than he could chew, make these open world sandbox games that ultimately don't have any sand in them. Uh, and that gets kind of difficult. And so Box I, games. yeah, yeah. I hope he just like kind of plays with the limitations of, of his development budget and team. And he just makes something that's like tighter, quarter based action game with Travis touchdown running around with a beam katana slicing dudes open and shooting blood in the air. Cause that's a good time. It's cool. Slicing people open with blood in the air. Yeah. Brian's definition of a good time. Six out of ten for me until I see more about it. Mm. Like I've that Suda has to get me to believe. Right. Again. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of believe. Totally I, I think I'm I'm the same as you, but an eight, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm more excited. Like I'm oh, wow. I'm very excited for this one. Okay. But similarly, I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. I am yep. I'm really, I'm really want this to be fun. Me too. And I think it has the potential, especially with that trailer they showed at the game awards, that that uh that trick of uh it being a trailer for a different game and then turning into a trailer for No More. I love that. That I, that gave me a lot of confidence in the the tone of this. And yeah, I just they're just gonna have to show us gameplay and prove that the it can back it up with the actual. Yeah, I, I just I really love the style and humor and like fourth wall breaking that happens yeah. in, in these games. And the look, the look yeah. is. I mean, it, I think it speaks loads to the fact that. The look of this feels just like a modern version of No More Heroes One and Two. Yeah, that, that art style, although dated in certain regards, technically still holds up visually and conceptually. Like that's really really cool. So and, I'm excited to see what that looks like in 2020. Or and you save <laughs> by pooping. Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, it's not. That's a, exactly how I saved my life in a real life. Game. It's a litter box game. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a seven out of ten. Uh, I have a lot of hope for it. I think. It will be good, but we'll see. And I, so this next game, I personally am very excited about, and I know no one else cares about it. <laughs> I knew this was going to be the. But um, Rune Factory 5 is TBD 2020. And I'm excited for it because it's got Harvest Moon stuff, but also dungeon crawling, monster raising, and relationship building with a splash of anime stuff. So I'm into it. It's That's an, a case it's a, like. Yeah. It's, I have a lot of questions. It's this town. Is it about dragons? What, what is it? What, there no, was so, a dragon in Rune Factory oh. Four. So is it is it ha, is it in the Harvest Moon universe? Um, I think it was. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Like, do you bring cows into the dungeon? Like no. So you go to the dungeon on your own and fight, and you can get equipment, and then you can uh, like capture monsters and bring them back to your ranch and raise them and stuff. Ooh, but you also have a fun. farm, and you also have so a city, and you also have people. Like to some talk sort to. of mon- monster rancher. Yeah, it's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on. Like Stardew, right? Yeah, yeah. The Rune Factory games were kind of too, not, and this is this is grossly oversimplifying, but are sort of the thing that inspired Stardew to have combat in a farming game, right? Wow. Like Rune Factory games were the thing that at that mixed those two genres initially, as far as I understand it. There might have been Same, other games. No, I'm, there, I think but, so as well. Yeah, um, it's a seven for me on the anticipation meter. Is it? I I like it. Yeah, it's like a seven for me too. I'm excited to again. I'm excited to see what a, a modern version of this mm-hmm. looks like, yeah. or a, a more modern. version. Yeah, I recently played the demo of the re-release for Rune Factory Four, and it was definitely a lot like raunchier than I remember. Mm. Like the kind of like fan service anime raunchiness that I guess mm-hmm. I was a lot more tolerant of when I was a 14 year old. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what they do with this new modern one. I'm excited. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten mm-hmm. for me. Sweet. What about you, Brian? Uh, now that you guys have described it, I'll say seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This sounds cool. That, yeah. this is, I think it sounds. We got him. 
Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did do it. Mm-hmm. Now we have another game that I'm also excited for. Um, Digimon Survive. Now, Digimon Survive is a strategy RPG, but it's also a survival strategy RPG where your choices may affect things permanently in the game. We haven't really heard a whole lot. It was supposed to come out in 2019. It's coming out this year instead. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. It has art kind of similar to Persona. I actually think it's the same artist, the same people who did Cyber Sleuth. So the animals can die forever? I think I think that's the... That's the idea. One out of ten. <laughs> this is totally off my radar too. Like I don't want to be. I don't want to be harsh, but I never got into the Digimon franchise at all. Mm-hmm. And I know, pe- you know, I know people who love these games and vouch for their quality. I just never got into it. So, do you think it was because you the, weren't four years old? That's oh, <laughs> the wow. games have always been really solid. Okay, yeah. so it's a two out of ten for me. Oh man, that's I'm just that's being fair. honest. Can I get wild real quick? Nine. Wow! What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Super into. Can we do a better oh job of explaining like it for me? Quiet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no. 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 I like, think. Whoosh. I think it's hard to explain. Like, do a job of explaining it because they haven't put out a ton no. about it. What I do know is that the art style is really good looking. It's- it's great. Uh, the the concept. I mean, I love strategy games and tactics games, so it has me there. I'm into the Digimon world and kind of what that stuff does. And they're doing something weird and different and unexpected, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. I hold no illusions that this game could be a hot mess and just not work. But what they've shown me has me really, really interested. And yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited to see what this turns out to be. And I'm very, very excited to play it. Mm-hmm. Sam, I'm also going to give this a 9 out of 10. Wow. And if you're interested in more on this, I know uh, our one of our coworkers in uh, L.A. named Akeem did a video on this and why he's more excited for Digimon Survive over Sword and Shield. This was produced like six months ago or mm-hmm. so. But it's a really great video. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. And next we have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, TBD 2020. And this is a remake of the Wii version. And I mean, or is it the 3DS version? If it was technically, if it was coming, oh, no, it's got to go back to the console code, right? Yeah. But it's upgraded. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Um, And will run much better than on the DS. Um, uh, For me, this depends on when it's coming out. If it's coming out in the thick of things in November, it's going to be a six for me. If it's coming out in in a quieter month, like in the summer, it's eight or nine for me because it's a really great game. Uh, I feel like I didn't give it its due when it first came out, and I wanted to play more. And Same. I'm looking forward to playing this on the go. This is going to be great. Yeah, yep. when this got announced, I feel like this this show specifically was kind of like, huh, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then I remember reading the audience's response. We're like, what? This is like the biggest news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on behalf of them, uh, I'm I'm going to give this one a shot this year because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I've been like itching series. for like a big RPG like this, so I'm totally into it. But I'm with you. This The timing has to be proper here because if mm-hmm. they drop this thing in the middle of 15 other big things that i'm into then it's, it's dead that, that's been traditionally my issue with the xenoblade games they always come out in the thick of like a red dead redemption launching yep. against it and so they they get overshadowed but they're really really good games yeah, yeah i was just thinking like we have that gap between what is it april and march that we just looked at but isn't uh, Cyberpunk coming out around that time. Cyberpunk so, comes yeah. out, I believe, April fifteenth. Yeah. Middle of April. Please don't put that. So again. And then do Marvel's that. Avengers comes out May fifteenth, I think, and that is in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if we also have March, just is a crazy month full of not only Animal Crossing, <sighs> but put it, Final it in May. Let's put this in May. Things. Come on. Yeah. Doom Eternal. March. Uh, March. 
April and then drifting into May is just it's basically a second November this year. It's right. just an insane amount the, of launches. The Xenoblade November. game that came to Switch was and this is because I'm a town simpleton, but uh <laughs> Was a like a tick too complicated for me in terms of the like stacking RPG combat systems. Oh, it, it lost me. Mm. Like I remember, I previewed it with Andrew Goldfarb at, at Gamescom, and I was like completely overwhelmed. And then I went to play it at home, and I was like, "This is a lot." And I understand, like, if you stick with it, you get it. Yep. I just didn't have the patience for mm-hmm. it. So gotcha. Yeah, it's understandable. I hope this one's a little bit toned down. E- echoing what you guys said, this is conceptually an eight or nine for me because it, it's not super easy to play the original, and this looks re- like a really cool uh, graphical upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's realistically, I don't know if I'm going to have the time to devote to it. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the timing yeah. and everything. I regret missing the original. I would like to play it. I think I would like it. I'm giving this one uh, an eight out of ten. Yeah. On my I scale. definitely think you'd love this. Yeah, that's what I heard. I hear that the kind of scope and scale that you like in mm-hmm. monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's one of those cool situations for people who missed it, where if you've played Smash Bros, like the Fire Emblem characters coming to Smash Bros before Fire Emblem came mm-hmm. out in the US. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you played Smash Bros and you know Shulk, but you never played Xenoblade. Now you can. Mm-hmm. You know that character. A head is amiibo. Yeah. Head. I put it in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts Shulk in a box. My kid plays with it. Doesn't know who it is either. Right. So also, TBD <laughs> 2020 is uh, Little Nightmares 2, which is sequel to 2017 Little Nightmares. Uh, I four out of ten. Wow, yeah. eight for me. Yeah, yeah. It's an eight yeah. for me too. I'm really excited about this. I love the art style and the creativity and the the vibe and. Um, I'd like to play this piece. I'm just pleased that this weird horror indie platformer is getting a sequel. Yep. I think that's yeah. very very cool to see when kind of. Unexpected hits like that find success enough to do this sort of thing. I'm I'm very excited to see what the sequel's like. Yeah, I'll say six. Okay. And I know you called it a horror, but it's not like that scary. No, right? it's, it's not proper horror like yeah. amnesia or yeah, something no. like okay. that. It's it's creepy. It's mm-hmm. a little nightmare, not a big one. Okay, yeah. No, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Oh, but um, you know what is a good a big nightmare is Deadly Premonition Two: A Blessing to Disguise, which is a a sequel to the original Deadly Premonition, and it's going to be exclusive to Switch, which is actually very big. Maybe yeah. that's is a anyone weird excited? Game. I so this is the thing. I think my score for this one, in terms of excitement, is NA. It's like I never played the first one, and I feel like if I never played the first one, there's absolutely no way I can pass judgment on whether I should be excited or not. But from what you know about this game, like how excited are you? Because I'm like a 3 out of 10 excited. What I'm excited about is that Swery is still being given (laughs) money to make weird stuff. Yeah. Yes. I can agree with that. This is a game designer who... Every one of the games that he's made is loved by the people who love it, uh-huh. are generally really fun, and are also generally sort of broken in weird ways. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of his style. And like, he makes really cool, innovative, strange, unexpected stuff every single time, even if they've got problems. And so, like, I'm just excited to see whatever he does. Okay. But I don't have any personal but you don't connection really, you to don't, Deadly You don't want to play series. it yourself. Well, I don't know. You're I wanna... excited on behalf of other people. Yeah, I guess I, so, yeah. No, I agree. It is. It's too spooky for me. I won't I won't play it. Yeah. I, I'm like... Really? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I played the last one when it came to Switch, actually, and it's uh, spooky, but way 
goofier, slapstick, stupid. Okay. I don't yep. even know if it's intentional than it is actually scary. It's part janky. of it, it's janky, and yeah. part of it is it's kind of old. It's a little wonky, but it. I think because of that, like that low poly thing has like a weird ability to. to kind of simultaneously make me crack up but also scare me at the same time mm-hmm. it, um like there are like low poly monsters will creep out of the shadows and jump at you and you're like that's actually terrifying but <laughs> i i'm scared and i'm laughing at myself for being scared at this like yeah i think this this could go a number of ways i'm interested in it and just like you tom i'm pretty excited that that he's actually being able to make this weird game yeah i, I will say seven a super fast shout out. If anybody likes puzzly platformy type of things, uh, play The Missing because this is another story game that is criminally underrated from I think last year, maybe the year before. Mm-hmm. That uh, is is very very good. Yep. I think I'll give this one a five out of ten again, and I probably won't play it, but maybe for Halloween. But I'm excited for other people to get to play it because yeah. I, I like people being able to make cult uh, sequels to things like this. Mm-hmm. What about um, what, Pear? What did you give it? Three. Three. Okay. Like yeah, it's that's fair. It's yeah. just not the type of genre that I'm clamoring for right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um. But I, I'm gonna keep an eye on it and see if it's interesting. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely jump in. And next we have Bravely Default Two, which is a sequel to the 2012 3DS RPG, um, which I bought the collector's edition of and then never opened. So. <laughs> which one? Brave, bravely bravely de- Second or? Uh, no, the original. Okay, the bravely, brave, brave, bravely Default. So is Bravely mm-hmm. Second not Bravely Default Two then? No, no and this is not, not Bravely Default well, Three. RPG. I mean, we can, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Square. Square Enix can all hope that this game gets a name change because Bravely Default is one of the worst games for a role-playing game ever. Or worst, worst names. names. Worst names. It's actually a good game. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. I, I just this is one of the like one of the examples of nonsense titles yeah. that we get with uh, JRPGs, where it's like you are actively hurting the appeal of this title. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing exciting about defaulting. No. <laughs> But the game is cool. But also, the at least cool. the original also they, is very, they, very good. It also doesn't sound like it's a direct sequel anyway. No. So, like, why give it the sequel number to scare people off? So, hope again, like, so. hopefully, it's like Octopath Traveler, where it will come. Not, not like Octopath Traveler being a great name for a game either. Jesus, <laughs> seriously, like, stop it. Um, but. Uh, uh, I'm hoping that they'll go a little bit of a different direction. I'm not a huge fan of the Bravely Default art style, um, but the games are really fun. And I, I love kind of classic RPGs uh, like this. I'm really looking forward to me. It's an eight for me on the anticipation meter. Um, I'll say seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I'm right around there too. <laughs> yeah. I, I might play it depending on what other people how other people it's i feel about like and just art style wise like you know how like final fantasy crystal chronicles has a certain look to it versus a final fantasy game i'm more of a final fantasy guy than a crystal chronicles guy when it comes yeah. to look and art style mm-hmm. it's the same with ff8 and ff uh, with sorry with ff9 i enjoy that kind of throwback look but i'm i kind of moved on do you yeah. remember uh, when they announced that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was coming to the Nintendo yeah. Switch? Yeah. And then yeah, we never cool. heard of it again. That might yeah. be coming this year yeah. along with a couple of other it's titles. A, that's a good game, too. It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's my nice favorite Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there is this big <laughs> list we have I on our, on our sheets. No, it's, it's, a good, it's a good game. It's mm-hmm. fun. I just couldn't tell if that was a joke. Or no, no, no. It really is. Oh. I, I put like 100 hours into that game. Oh, wow. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. The worst part about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was the GBA Link. 
Yeah, it was the fact that cumbersome you, to hook up. The fact yeah. that you needed four Game Boy Advances and four mm-hmm. Link Cables in order to play multiplayer. Can, can, can I, I tell you? If one of them ran out of battery, your game is done. So <laughs> I, my friends and I figured out a way to have them not run out of batteries. What? Uh, you used a GameCube with the Game Boy Player hooked up to its own television and tricked your primary GameCube into thinking that it was a GBA. Uh, so my friends would bring over GameCubes and we had like a, bu- a bunch of CRT TVs. And so I played Crystal Chronicles like a LAN party. <laughs> that sounds like awesome. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was great. That's why it's my favorite. good. Okay. Fine. So Crystal Chronicles, along with a ton of other games, they don't have set dates, but they might be coming out this year. Let's not give these a score. Let's just go through them real quick. Um, Persona 5 Scramble is coming out to Japan on February 20th, but we have no idea if it's ever coming out anywhere else. You want to well, just give number rating super fast? Go for it. Five. One. Ten. I love Persona 5. I'm not that excited about this. Six. Super excited. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Tensei 5. Like, we heard about this forever ago, like four years ago, and then we've never heard of it again. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's coming out this year. Six because I haven't heard anything. Yeah. One because I'm not familiar with this series. Yeah. It's seven. Okay. Five. I'm interested. It's a good RPG series. I really like Persona. I really like Double Survivor. Mm -hmm. I like those, the the Shin Megami Tensei spinoffs I really enjoy, so... Maybe. Uh, Panzer Dragoon remake. Um, I think they're delaying this after getting feedback from people. From people. Four, oh. based on what I played. Yeah, same. Yeah. We played it at Gamescom, and it yeah. was just not where it needed to be. Yeah. It, it was there, right? It was yeah. just not... It just wasn't exciting. I, mm-hmm. I really like Panzer Dragoon, and like mm-hmm. it's Star Fox with dragons, right? But it just wasn't exciting to play at all. Yeah. Um, but it was also super early. I just think they showed it too early, so maybe it'll turn out like a... Fun Star Fox game without the need to look at two screens at the same time. Yeah, totally. I used to really dig this franchise, so I'd be I'd be really happy if they mm-hmm. if they clean this thing up a little bit, mm-hmm. and made it a little snappier. Yeah, it just felt really slow and sluggish. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. four. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to give it a six, six out of ten. That's fair. I have hopes for it. Uh, next is Doom Eternal. It's set to come out on March 20th for other platforms. We don't we know it's coming out for mm-hmm. Switch, but we don't know when. But maybe this year. Eight Switch, nine other platforms. Uh, I'm gonna say nine switch one other platforms what? <laughs> because it comes out in other platforms on the same day as Animal Crossing, which oh. is a fifteen out of ten. Oh, I okay. see. Okay, that's like it's all about the context. It keeps going up. Counterpoint. Yeah. What better to relax between demon killing than planting some pineapple trees? <laughs> that's true. Or your that friends. Uh, I'm going to give this one a, a 5 out of 10. I'm just not that interested. Maybe I should be. Maybe I should be interested You're going to be Doom. busy that day. I'm, I will be. I'm, I'm the exact same as Bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. eight, 8 on Switch, 9 on others. Yep. Yeah. See, uh, Super Meat Boy Forever uh, was delayed from 2019, so oh, maybe yeah. it's coming out now. It was supposed to come out a while ago. Yeah. Who knows when it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> this year, maybe. Who knows? I I don't know if I have the sort of gluttony for that level of intense platforming in the same way i used to i feel like i I played a bunch of those games and i really dug them Mm. um but ultimately i i defer back to like the sort of super mario brothers style platform i have fatigue and also endless runner fatigue it'd be a five for me yeah because the game the i mean they're well designed they're so precise and smart and devious but uh, that's why it's not a one. But I'm like I'm a little tired. The memorization based platforming, like pixel perfect, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just like it's it kind of grates on me after a while. It comes to ten. I love it. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I mean I, that is my jam. That yeah. type of platforming. Yeah. But um, I'm probably gonna give this one like an eight. I've what I've played has been really exciting for me. But um, 
I, I question whether I will be into the endless runner aspect of it for as long as I was into level-based yeah. Super Meat Boy. But mm-hmm. it's it's not just an endless runner. It's not randomized. There's a lot of misconceptions about this game that I think it it conquers. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I'm you guys, I, I'm not super into platformers. They have to do something really interesting and cool for me to want to do them. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm okay. happy for those of you who like platformers and Super Meat Boy, though. What did I do? Break it. I'm just breaking things okay. over here. It's fine. And next is ho- uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which one no one on the ten. panel is, is interested in at all. Um, what are you so looking at me for, Brian? Right. I, I, I want to know if you're going to break <laughs> the scale like I did. Brian, just what are you rolling. For? I want to know if you'll go higher than 15. You went 64. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah. So, real quick, we don't have any date on this. No. This one is super speculative. <clears throat> um, it's a maybe 2020, perhaps. It's They haven't even said maybe 2020. They said in a Nintendo Direct a while ago, coming soon, and then everything else has just said TBD. We don't even mm-hmm. have a year for this, but it was playable in some capacity at E3 last year. Ooh. So, there's oh. a chance that it could come out this year. So, it exists. It exists. And right? what is it it's out of 10? It's not this ethereal concept. Uh, like a 3,000. Okay. Um, I, I am really excited for a lot of games this year, but man, if Silksong came out this year, I would... Like, Dan has, Dan knows that, like, if that game comes, like, my schedule is clearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited for it's a It's an 8 on my scale because I like that they added color. <laughs> it had color! <laughs> it was... Blue. Was, it had blue. Likewise, here's a tired thing. of the drab scale shadowy game. Here, here's a thing that, uh, that anybody who's played... Hollow Knight all the way through will uh, agree with me, Mark. Anybody who thinks that Hollow Knight doesn't have color never got past the first area. That's not true. I did get. I uh, rode those no stupid pair. taxi monsters and all of that. I don't know, pair. It was just <laughs> muted colors. It was muted. They, they did. I do agree, though, that and they, this looks more colorful. They have managed to make this a lot more vibrant in in mm-hmm. without sacrificing the sort of like yep. gloomy aesthetic, which I think is very very. I like the art style. I like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, Maybe eight you are four years old. Hair IGN. I like turtles. How is that a positive? I've never, I've never heard somebody say I like bugs in the like the tone of voice of having a gun to their head. I like yeah. that bugs. was very weird. I, like, to me. I love bug taxis. Oh man. I don't. I think bird taxis are better, but maybe that's just me. I agree. Mm. Uh, show dude, me the bird score, taxis. Um, you've played Pokemon Sword and Shield. No, but they don't show you the bird taxis. I'm oh, very sad about you get, get to the get to the last area, and then you'll see the bird taxis. Right, no, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Four. We, I'm not judging. Oh, okay. it's not I gave, did you hear? I gave it a seven, and Pear said you should be more cruel to Tom, so I gave it a four. <gasps> He's, he just doesn't. You can't hurt him. I know that's not your 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 deal. I'm yeah, fine with them. It. it should be my deal though, because I love those games. I like I love games like this. Mm-hmm. So maybe I will give this a shot at a four. I'm hoping just to because I you gave me an excuse. You gave me a window to talk about Hollow Knight, so I'm doing it. Oh God! I'm hoping that. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel fixes one of the most the things that turns most people off of the original. The lack of color, yeah, the whole not just the lack Brian, of color. What have you done? The, the fact that the map is so cruel early oh. on, you have no idea where you are. Well, you, you have, have to, to buy it. the maps. You have yeah. to map the regions. I hope that they smooth that whole early player experience out, uh, and I think it'll get a lot more people on board with what's there. Fair enough. I'm I'm gonna end this conversation with a five out of ten. I'm sorry, Tom. Anyway, no, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two. Oh God, five this is another five billion. This billion. is another speculative one, right? Yeah, super we don't speculative. Have any sort we have no idea. This, this was a total guess. But if we were guessing, holiday 2020 is a roughly three and a half years after 
Breath of the Wild came out. Mm-hmm. They've got to compete with consoles that are coming yeah. out. It's not a crazy, crazy jump yep, to no. say it could it come out. It looks like year. they're using the same engine as well. So mm-hmm. right. we talked about the arms race. It's not a hardware arms race, but Nintendo is a software company, and yeah. they're going to have a big title next holiday season. They better do mm-hmm. um, because they they want to you know highlight what's special about the Switch and games that you can only play on there. And since they probably won't have Mario Kart 9, which would be the greatest thing ever to put on the Switch because it would sell outsell everything. They're gonna they're they gotta fast. Or some track. DLC yeah, packs for like, Mario Party. Gosh. That's, <laughs> yeah, what happened to that one? For me, it's a clear ten out of ten as far as anticipation goes. It's just yeah. like even just the trailer is so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love when uh if you look at stuff like Majora's Mask and even Link's Awakening, these are games that sort of started out with the skeletal frame of something that came prior to it, like for Link's Awakening, it was Link to the Past. They tried to port that. For Majora's Mask, they had finished Ocarina of Time, and they're like, let's get weird. I love when Nintendo gets weird with Zelda, and I think mm-hmm. that, that this is going to give them plenty of room to do that because they have the foundation, they have the every, the frame, everything's down. And I think for this game, they can they can go very strange, bring in a bunch of bizarre new items and quests, go subterranean, do dungeons, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I cannot wait for this game. Come on, Haunted Hyrule. Tingle yeah. or bust. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'm also going to retcon my uh, Rune Factory 5 score and give that a 10 out of 10 as well. Oh, wow. Okay. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I really want to do it. Man, like you already introduced re-reviewing to this new scale. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Anticipation. So that, those are, and we also have under a super maybe slash probably not as Bayonetta 3. Uh, Platinum said recently that they have some news coming out very early in the year that they wanted to release li- last year, but okay. either for so super maybe probably yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the maybe. secret Wii U ports that are being discussed. Yes. one of them is a nine out of ten for me, and one of them is more of a six out well, of ten. That's just for me. mean. That's just mean. You yeah. can't what? what? Come on. <laughs> like the so we can guess based on all of his other scores and yeah. based on what he just said. We can guess. We can make an educated guess on what these two games I are. I really liked what Nintendo did with their take on real-time strategy games. Okay. Battalion Wars? Battalion Wars it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, like, you were Pikmin? greeted with deafening silence <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> so, uh, are there any games out this week that we really need to talk about? We have like two minutes left, Tom. Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, so. uh, the Regions of Ruin is really, really cool. That's okay. that's one of the ones that came out this year. Uh, okay, I'll, so I'll do this really fast. This came out uh, over the holiday break. Regions of Ruin is a very cool, like platformy, adventure game with town building stuff where you're a dwarf. That's a neat one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the main one. I think that's the main one. Like when Should I, I look it? at the eShop right now, my eyes kind of glaze over. Yeah, the, it's it's uh yeah, it's, it's I, a lot of gone, stuff. We've been gone for two weeks. I went back and looked through the last two weeks and this week, and there's not a ton of really really notable stuff. The Deponia games are point and click adventure games that I think all four are now on Switch. So if you're into point and click adventures, check those out. Yeah, no, um, if 2020 is a party, a the eShop feels like when you get there super early and like there's just like one guy and a dog, <laughs> and there's like a couple of snacks and they're setting up. <laughs> It's yeah. it's pretty like it's pretty bare bones for brand new brand new re- releases and stuff like that. But it's not that good nothing good's coming. coming. They'll get there. Yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. get there. Enjoy the calm before the storm. Play last year's stuff. Yeah, and we have time for one question block question, mm. and this is from Marcus. We'll get back to games we're playing next week. I assume you guys were playing some of The Witcher Three because of the Witcher Netflix series and catching up on some old games. I'm playing Oddworld. Oddworld, Oddworld as well. Looking good on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. Looking really pretty. Surprisingly good. It runs like a like a like an ace. 
<laughs> is that yeah. an expression you Americans use? No, but you, oh, okay. you're foreign enough that you can lie to us oh, and make you. us think that that's an expression that you well, use. Well, don't paint devils to the walls, my friend. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, No, it's 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 a cool game. It's like a an, an older first-slash-third-person game with platforming and shooting, and it's got that odd-world humor. And it, it like the Switch version looks really nice. It really I'm, does. I was really surprised to see it running. and Runs like an ace, IGN. Yeah, runs like an ace. That's the All new right. scale. Hmm. So one question for Question Block hmm. from Marcus Cooper. Will Starlink end up on December's most sold games? Wait, what? Starlink? Starlink was on... Uh, Starlink, um, the Star Fox edition, yeah. was on sale for $7 on, on Best Buy uh, over the uh, holiday. Unfortunately, it won't. I bought it. Did you really? <laughs> it was seven dollars. I bought it for expensiveness. <laughs> that game's good. It, yeah, it really, really is. is good. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. The toy concept, like you could tell from the beginning, it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to collect Starship they don't know. Yeah. To and, and attach it to the controller and have the their fa- friends laugh at them. The mm-hmm. the, the, the Star Fox R yeah. one is awesome. Anyway, if you, if you haven't bought it yet and it's still on sale, you should absolutely buy it. It's a good game. It is unique and mm-hmm. cool. I'm glad it exists. But I think Mario plus Rabbits actually is doing oh. better because it got discounted. And it's been hovering in the top 10 in the eShop. Okay. Wow. Like for like two weeks now. Yeah. Congratulations. So, no, the answer is absolutely not. It will not break into the MPD and it's $7 and you should buy it. Yeah, I mean, also $7 for a cool Star Fox figure, right? You Did you play it yet? <laughs> I haven't played it yet. It's okay. in my box, and, and it's just like sitting next to my TV. Wait, wait, wait. It was $7 for the physical yeah, one? Yeah, it's for the yeah. physical yeah. one. That's insane. Yeah, that came with, with all the cool stuff and the figures. That's incredible. And free shipping. Oh my goodness. Wow. It's like, I couldn't buy that. I couldn't not do it. It showed up. And, yeah. If you have a passing interest in Star Fox, buy that. <laughs> yeah. So, it's the best Star Fox. It, it is better than it Star is. Fox on the Switch. It's my... My second... You mean on the Wii U? Uh, on the Wii U, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that game. Uh. Well, unfortunately, that is about all the time we have left for this week. I'm sorry for the rushed ending. We had so many games to talk about. Hopefully, we can get back to a more normal structure next week. We'll keep all the questions. Maybe we'll playing. do a question block edition. Yeah, we'll do a question block edition next oh, week. Oh, no, there was a no. Pokemon director. No, it's fine. 90 minutes <laughs> of right, stats look, on... No, okay, look, everyone in the comments, let me know if you want me to go in-depth on Pokemon next Winky week. Woo. I know the answer will be no, but, you know, just let me know. Tankachu. <laughs> well, that's it. Tankachu. Thank you so much for walk- watching Ooh-hoo. or listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. You can watch or listen to us every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Keep going. You <laughs> what were you her saying? I was naming Pokemon. Like, those are not, none of those were Pokemon oh, names. Nobody would ever know. It's They're fine. Like thousands of breaths, everyone. Yeah. For more on Pokemon and Nintendo and everything else, you're already in the right place. Nintendo Voice Chat, not IGN, but also IGN. Yeah. Yeah. And Come back next week. Place? This is the place. What can you do? What can you do place? at this place? <laughs> Get Nintendo news. Get the thing! (laughs) (laughs) Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Burntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.